This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to Is This Good? The show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin, and with me, as always, is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thanks for coming. And like me, today's guest left the legal world behind for the glitz and glamour of sports blogging and podcasting. He's a former writer, producer, editor at SB Nation, and a current podcaster on Shutdown Fullcast, the world's only college football podcast. Till now, I've known him only as at Celebrity Hot Tub on Twitter, but today I meet the man behind the handle, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Nanny. Ryan, welcome to Is This Good? Thank you for having me. Mom and Dad, I'm sorry about the whole law school thing. That was a mistake. Uh, I did check you out on LinkedIn, uh, <laughs> the, the worst social media <laughs> platform on the internet. Had to, had to do a little digging, and sure. I honestly, my mouth was agape because we lived parallel lives we went to we? college at the same time okay. same years yeah and we went directly to law school same mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. are you still a member in good standing of the new york state bar association no no i in fact if you i think you I, i'm pretty sure you can google it i think bill barnwell googled it at one point you can find the letter that i wrote to the state bar association that was like please like release me from your grip <laughs> But but dishonorably discharge me so that I don't have to keep uh, taking CLEs, please. Okay, but do you not know about the retirement option? What's the retirement? Oh, I, I, I kind of know about the retirement option, but I didn't think that was accessible to me at the time. Oh, okay, well then maybe I shouldn't tell you, but it, I think it was because I am retired. You're See, retired? I, I am retired. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just, uh, freedom, freedom 41, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but unlike you, see, I, so yeah. I graduated law school in Canada okay. and then, uh, McGill university, yep. uh, and I took the New York bar because I wanted to have some sort of professional licensing. But then unlike you, I never actually practiced. Mm. I moved, I moved to Toronto and that's when I got involved with JD and Skeets and Tass, uh, working in the... The, the glitz and glamour of podcasting, as I as I mentioned, uh, but then they were they were constantly asking me for money, the New York State Bar, and they were constantly telling me do these CLEs, which is yeah. continuing legal education, and I was like, yeah. I barely understood the the, the regular <laughs> education. I don't think I need to be up on the newest stuff. So then I saw a box I could tick that said retire, mm. and you you stop having to take CLEs and yeah. you stop having to pay them now. If I actually wanted to practice law, I would have to unretire, and then I yes. think there would be a mountain of fees and CLEs. But that's why I hope to never, ever go back to it. But I like, I, I like I you. You burn the bridge behind you. Yeah, I, I like. Maybe I did it the unnecessarily formal way, but there was like a cor- uh, like an order from the state bar association that's like Ryan is out. We no longer <laughs> avow him. We disassociate with this man. 
so wait, why did you leave law? I was moonlighting as a blogger um, uh-huh. under a pseudonym uh, at the same time that uh, I was at my last job. I was working for the, the city's internal investigations department. So I was like going to Rikers Island to report to to listen to whistleblowers who wanted to say like, hey, here's some here's some shit a corrections officer allegedly did. Oh, and then so on- cops loved you. Yeah, super, super popular. Just super popular, dude. Um, and then on the side, like at night or on the weekends, I was blogging about college football. And then when uh, when Mike Bloomberg could no longer run for re-election, could no longer continue to rig the state, uh, the state election system to give him more terms, uh, we got a new mayor. I got all new bosses, and I was just sort of like, I don't know if any of these people are going to like me, what they're going to want to do with me, and I had a full-time offer to go write, like, you know, in a real way, and I was like, I don't know, let's go do this, let's go try this. I had I had been a lawyer at that point for six years, so I felt like, okay, I have given this a pretty a pretty good shot, and in the back of my mind, because I hadn't yet sent this letter, I was like, I can always go back. I can always return to this life. Now I'm like, oh, they would never have me. They would do one Twitter search and they'd be like, absolutely not. You're out. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Do you have the same experience where, I mean, I still am uh, friends with a lot of people I went to law school with. Uh, A lot of them were my friends before. None of them seem happy. So does that, do you feel like a bit of vindication? Yes. I, I, I will say that I have some friends who I think like, have found they've sort of like tucked themselves away like I have one friend who ended up working he now works uh in the legal department of the law school we went to and that seems like pretty chill like that's not the hours aren't crazy and he like it, he kind of gets to enjoy the campus atmosphere a little bit it's not quite you know it's not a, it's not like he's a lawyer trying to generate profit or win lots of trials or whatever but yeah i i other than the fact that um, New York City attorneys make so much money for so long, other than that, yes. Yeah, I'm that is that is the only thing. I, I like yeah. your buddy's path because he's like, I went to school for this. Then turns out being a lawyer sucks, and I absolutely mm-hmm. hate it to the point where I had to quit. But now I'm back training more people to do the thing yeah. that I yeah. hate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if this was your experience, but I was stunned at how many law professors I had who were like, oh, I've never practiced. Like, oh, I remember 100%. my, my 100%. criminal law professor was like, oh, I've never practiced law. Like, I, I graduated law school, I went to go get an LLM, and I have been in academia ever since. And I have never... I have, I, you know, I've never practiced criminal law once in my life. Here, I'm going to tell you all about it. How it works. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, don't worry. We went. JD and I went to school for uh, television in undergrad. That's where we met uh, Skeets and Tass as well. And all of our professors were like, "I was a PA one summer in 1978 <laughs> on a kids' television show. Right. I was in charge of uh, gluing the googly eyes on the puppets, and now I will be teaching you how to make television." So I. I I think that's in all uh, in all fields of academia. Uh, I yeah. did see a tweet of yours mm. that said the following: My okay. only professional goal in 2023 is to appear on as many podcasts as possible, especially ones where I am unqualified to be there. So I'd like to know what are we now? We're summer, so we're kind of halfway through. 
Um, how many have you done, and which were you most unqualified to be on? Uh... Uh, I think there have been 73 that have come out. Come so on! Wow! I think there are a couple that are still being edited, but we're, we're right around the, the 70. We're in the 70s now. Oh my um, god! The hockey podcasts. I am woefully. I've done like <laughs> seven of them, and I enjoy. Ta- I, I've had. A Why good do they time keep having you them. back? <laughs> I think they're just like I don't know. Let's see what this idiot has to say. Like what? What could he possibly propose? So I'm not qualified for those. Uh, oh, I did a. I did a med school podcast, which was all about, it's just like several people who are at different levels of med schools. I think like the University of Iowa Medical School like sponsors this. It's like an official thing that they do. All right. So quick housekeeping. We do have merch. Go to isthisgoodpod.com to get the Is This Good retro logo tee or hoodie. Join the Is This Good Patreon at patreon.com slash isthisgood and send topics for future shows to isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Subscribe on YouTube, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Ryan, the premise of this show is very simple, and you're very qualified to be on this show, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, I hope you feel calm, comfortable, ready to go. Uh, basically, I'm going to give you a topic. You tell me if it's good. Um, and because we're in the heat of summer, the heart of summer, basically, this entire episode, or at least most of it, I've scoured the internet for the experts to see what are the best summer activities. And I've selected 10 of them, and I'm going to ask you, each on their own, if they are good. If, if we can truly recommend these things uh, for people to do during the summer. So the first, is this a good summer activity question? Building a sandcastle, is this good? So I'm going to answer this from the perspective, uh, from a very dad perspective. Okay, go ahead. My answer would be different for people. If you don't have children, don't build a sandcastle. Like, that's just silly. (laughs) Don't do that. If you do, I think building a sandcastle is great for the following reasons. One, it's a beach activity that we get to leave at the beach. I don't have to lug a bunch of equipment. I maybe need, you know, a pail and a shovel. It's very, like, it's not an intensive packing thing. And it's uh, not not particularly expensive. I love a cheap activity. So Number are you two, saying you don't take sand yeah. back home with you from the beach? I do, but it's not in great quantities, and I'd prefer <laughs> not to. Okay. Uh, Number two, sandcastles teach our children an important lesson about the impermanence of things. Uh-huh. Like, like sure. children need to learn that things are not permanent. Life is not permanent, but maybe they're not ready for that conversation. At the very least, sandcastles are a very useful, concrete way to say, hey, um, this is a thing we're going to enjoy for now, and then it's not going to be here, and that's okay. Like, we can live in the moment. Uh, number three, the, the, the level of success for a sandcastle is so low, like, Anybody, I, there are so many art projects I have been asked by my children to do or to help with that I'm like, I suck at this. I can't model clay. I'm not particularly adept at drawing. But like building a sandcastle has a real easy, achievable baseline of like, is it vaguely castle shaped? Have you ornamented it in some shape, in some way or fashion with a shell or like a cool piece of seaweed that you found? Like, the barrier to entry is very low. So I would say, yes, building a sandcastle is good. Now, when you talk about impermanence, is it because you usually just, 
you leave, you wave goodbye to the sandcastle and they just know it's not gonna be there? Is it because the tide comes and washes it away? Or is it because uh, a muscly guy in a Speedo with a zinc on his nose comes and yes. stomps on it and calls yes, your yes. kids a losers? Mus a muscle man in that full bathing suit with the ridiculous, yeah. Um, it's a little bit, it's all of the above. Like it's even something as easy as, okay, if you're bored with this, like let's just wipe the slate, slate clean. Here, right, now the right, sandcastle right, right. is done. If you want to build the sandcastle just to destroy it, that's fine too. Like this is not a thing we have to value for its, uh, for its, uh, the effort that we put into it. We don't need it to be long lasting. Like it, it, it embraces impermanence in all of its forms. What, what about? Do you think it teaches kids a bad lesson? Because to me, what my favorite part of building a sandcastle was building the moat. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Yes. And I would work real hard on that moat, go to the you know, the ocean with a pail, fill it with water. Yeah. And despite those impenetrable defenses, it always <laughs> got knocked down. So I kind of learned, like, what's the point, man? You know? This is, this is a cheap way to learn about the perils of being a homeowner, my man. Like, you know, <laughs> would you rather find this out now or after you've signed that 30-year mortgage? Like, well, that's the problem with homes. Now. Right, at least yeah, you know. I mean, know. you live in, in, in the Tennessee area, but how many houses have moats down there? Not, not enough, frankly. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. And, and it's a thing, uh, when and if I am elected to city council, we're going to change some of the zoning laws to be a much more pro-moat city. <laughs> I think you. I think you are a great candidate with your legal background uh, <laughs> and, and your, of course, your sports blogging background. I, th I think you're a shoe in. Uh, JD, do you think um, you think getting buried in sand is still in vogue? Like uh, maybe like putting putting boobs on a guy is that still a fun thing that people Mermaid are doing? Tail. That's a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, uh, last time my kid, one of my kids buried my other kid. Definitely got tits and a cock on like in in the beach, and it was great. Very progressive, I have to yes, say. Yes, yes. If there's you know protruding genitalia, there it's going to be added to the person buried. Um, but I agree with everything that Ryan just said uh, in terms of uh, you know the value and the fun of it. But he left out the key thing in that. I don't have to participate. I just supervise. <laughs> I just sit on a lawn chair or a blanket yeah. with a beer and I just, you know, oh, put that there and I yeah. just, and they do it themselves. And that's just, the beautiful Oh, that looks thing. great. Oh, yeah, yeah that looks exactly. great. <laughs> so, so this is lessons on home ownership and capitalism that's and right. the uh, <laughs> professional managerial class. <laughs> yeah. I have to say that the, the most fascinating I've ever been with a sand, you know, contraption is I was once with a, on a family vacation with a, a family friend you know he and the he was the father and he's like oh hey uh, Matt uh, come over here there's a shell I want to show you so I walk my little feet over and then suddenly boom I'm like thigh deep in the sand and I'm like looking around me how did this happen to me and then he showed me like a magician you know showing me his trick that you would dig a hole put a towel over it and then gently <laughs> spread sand over the towel. <laughs> like, like it was like, a, you know, like you were a Viet Cong, you know, trying to trap this an American. Is like something, something out of a Rudyard Kipling short story <laughs> right. or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but then the problem was I had this like trick, but I was too young to know about like 
broken ankles and things of that nature. Right. And I did upset some children's moms um, <laughs> when I did make them fall into this uh, booby trap. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, anytime you could say booby trap, that that's pretty good. So I think we're 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 enjoying sandcastles. But let's move on to the next uh, thing that someone might want to do during the summer. So feeding ducks, mm. and I'll say. Somehow feeding ducks to me feels more sophisticated than feeding a pigeon. But should it be, Ryan? Um, gosh. I think, I think the advantage of feeding ducks over a pigeon is the idea of agency. Like, feeding a pigeon is really you... You're just changing the order of events. Like, the pigeon... If the pigeon wants your cheeseburger, it's coming <laughs> uh-huh. for the cheeseburger. Oh, the fact that you've decided to share it is really just... You just sort of change the order of operations. But ducks are not an animal that are likely going to swipe your oh, Okay, so, so you're saying the pigeon is a dog, the duck yes. is a cat. Yes, correct. <laughs> correct. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess, and I, I don't know, I mean, like, a duck is, I don't feel bad saying this, a duck is an objectively more aesthetic bird than a pigeon. And that's, is that mm-hmm. fair, that that makes it classier? Maybe not. But that's the world we live in. What, what's what's the relation between a duck and a swan? Any if anyone knows, speak up. I don't know the answer. Any relation, or they're just often in the same pond? <laughs> well, they're both waterfowl, I yeah. guess you, you uh-huh. would say. Are, they're um, migratory, right? I believe so. Yeah. Is um, a swan migratory? I think swans migrate. I, uh, okay. Actually, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's know- geese. I'm thinking of. That's yeah, geese definitely. Okay, because because we as Canadians, you want to talk about geese? <laughs> yeah, we, let's go. Let's talk. I know. About uh, geese. An hour later. Yeah, we don't have hard times here, Ryan. We don't have commercials we have to hit. We could sit here talking about Canadian geese all day. And if you right. want to s- go into loons just to take a a little lateral step, <laughs> fucking all fucking day, brother. Um, I, I was just I wanted to look up. Is it okay to feed a duck? Like, yeah. from a from a autobonal perspective, <laughs> if I may. So I, I found I, a, found this. Yeah. Okay, Ron, do you do you, do you know well, the answer? Well, I to this? All, all I know uh-huh. from our from one of our local parks here, there is a sign that details like, you can feed ducks. Please don't feed them bread. Bread is like the stereotypical thing that people want to feed the ducks, but mm-hmm. apparently we're not doing. If you're listen, this was a shock to me as well, people. We're not doing bread for ducks anymore. Do you have the list of things we're supposed to feed the ducks instead? Yeah. The, yes, I do, actually. Right. And, and right. here's the thing. Like, the ducks got caught in the same uh, 80s and 90s food pyramid as, as right. humans did. <laughs> we were told carbs. That's the plank of the duck. But, okay, mm. listen to this. This is from the Audubon Society. It says, giving bread to wild ducks is basically giving them candy. There is virtually no nutritional value in it. But the birds only know it as a free and abundant food source. So they fill up on those empty carbs instead of nutritional, natural foods. And let me be the first to say, same girl, same. (laughs) (laughs) So um, here's what you should be bringing as the food for ducks. Lettuce or cabbage, corn, though they take pains to write, not popcorn. Rice, peas, broccoli, tomatoes, and most fruits but not citrus. So it seems like the ideal thing to bring a duck is that like frozen bag of 1950s vegetables, like the little yes, peas, the little niblets, yeah. and you just 
I don't know. You just fucking open it up and throw it like fucking LeBron James. <laughs> you dangle it over the water and you pinata it. It's what you do. Oh, that's okay. A little corn pinata. I do. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah. It is like the refuge of the lonely person, right? Because. As you're feeding them, like, okay, there's this guy uh, at uh, in Echo Park in Los Angeles uh, near my house. I, I, and anytime I run there, this guy's always there. He's there every single day, and he's got a loaf of Wonder Bread. And he, here's what he does. He feeds the pigeons and the ducks, of which there are many. And they all gather around him like he's the pied fucking piper. And he has, like, a, uh, like a, a USB speaker that plays instrumentals, and he raps... At the ducks. Oh, okay. Okay, so like, I don't know if this is like his open mic, his workshopping. Yeah. But he's there all the time rapping at these poor ducks. I mean, they don't care, I guess. But I find it disturbing. Are the I, raps duck related? Yeah. Like, no, JD, they're not duck related. Are you sure? Have you stopped no. and listened? Uh, back those flaps up. I don't know. What, what, what did you say? <laughs> uh, all right. So, J.D., just give me a hard yes or no here. Feeding ducks. Is this no. good? No. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Moving on. All right, we're not feeding ducks this summer, guys, okay? <laughs> They're fine. They're, They're they fine. They live for centuries without us feeding them. They're fine. Exactly right. They don't need your bread. Um, tubing, Ryan. Tubing, as in, like, you, go, you know, you got a motorboat. A rope attached to an inflatable thing. Uh, is that good? So I grew up in Florida. And so any anything <laughs> Podcast over. Me, Podcast anything, over. Any, anything you propose where it's like, hey, a boat's going to tow you while you do this. I'm like, yes. Rubber stamped. Tubing, is, tubing isn't just good. It's great. Tubing is wonderful for all parties involved. It's great to be on a tube. It's great to be driving the boat and try to throw people off of the tube. Mm-hmm. N- like, no, no doubt in my mind, tubing is good. Uh, people do sort of focus on the enjoyment of the tuber, but it, it really is a dance. But it, it is like a bullfight, really, when you think about it. It is, as the tuber, your goal is simply to exist Yes. <laughs> on the tube, yes. and as the driver, your goal is to m- murder that person. Yeah, right? in a respectful, Florida safe way. <laughs> yes, but of course, the water, as I'm sure you know, Ryan, when you're going at that speed, it can feel like concrete when you hit it. Have you ever skipped off water? Yes. Like a stone? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. bad feeling. It's a bad, uh, bad feeling. JD, can you tell us about, <laughs> about a time you were injured in the water? Uh, well, I've never really been injured doing like skipping across the water, but it does hurt. It hurts more than you think it's going to, and and when it knocks the wind out of you as well, and you're under the water, that's the worst feeling. Yes. yes. Um, but yeah, that's only really happened to me when I'm water skiing. Not so much tubing. Tubing, I, I'm fine with. I guess I actually find it a little boring. It's like you want as a rider, you want to get thrown off. Like that's that's the whole point that's the that's where the juice is but yeah uh, but as the driver you want to tickle the 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 balls here right you don't want to just throw them off right away you want to you want to give them a feeling of safety and concern and then there you're going well is it what was it we're going across the wake is this the time then you see another boat 
you ride off their wake. You add to, you know, it, there's a whole <laughs> yes. skill to this. Yes. But so as a Florida boy, Ryan, do you think like water skiing is more, is classier than tubing? Like, because I think all these are, are, like water skiing to me is almost lamer. Like, unless you're slaloming through it's those. It's so fun though. Like, yeah. is like, it? All of what? this, yes. Water yeah. skiing Why? is so much. Because you're going fast on the, you're going fast on the water. Like, the fact that you are going fast above the water, you are defying God. God is like, the water is for you to sink into and maybe try to swim through. And you're like, double middle fingers, I will be skiing atop it. Yeah. All I remember from summer camp is, like, you start on the two skis. Yes. You get up, you go yes. for a while, then, yes. I don't know, it's the only thing I could think of where it just ends because you're bored, you just let go of the rope, and now now your turn is over, and the whole point is to build you up to one ski, and I did get up to one ski, and I was like, but now this just, I don't, I don't get what it is, and then the next morning I wake up and I, my muscles hurt in places that I didn't know I had muscles, <laughs> yeah. like the tiny right. little forearm muscles. Right. That's What's, got I, I don't know for for defying. That's that is that is for for your hubris. Yeah. Like unless you're at the point where you're going over a ramp or something, I, I don't get water skiing either. But that's, that's fair. Me. I mean, I I, I I I love it. I love all this sh- all, all of this shit. I and and part of what I think is fun about it is you can you can put children on a tube. You can put like a six year old on a tube and just be like, here's what you do. Keep your uh, life jacket on and hold on. End of lesson. Here we go. (sighs) Like that's great. Yeah, I guess it is good for another way to teach kids that life jackets are actually important because kids don't actually ever want to wear a life jacket. But you throw them off once, they're like, okay, yes. good thing. Like JD said, when your wind's knocked out of you, you're pretty happy that uh, an inflatable device exactly. is pulling you to the top of the water. Um, all right, next summer activity that may or may not be good, Ryan, making a bonfire or having a bonfire, throwing a bonfire. I don't know. What the fuck do you do with a bonfire? Um... It's not. It's not my thing. Like I have. I don't understand. I just don't come from bonfire culture. Like I mm-hmm. think this is one of those things where you have to grow up around it or be like, oh yeah. Every summer we had a big bonfire. I don't really. Again, being a uh, uh, you know kid in Florida, it never was like you know what we should do when it's sickly hot, even at seven o'clock at night. We should build a huge fire and go standard. Like I yeah. no, never appealed to me in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, it sort of is, whether you think it's good or not, I think depends on how much you want to hear an acoustic guitar. Um, <laughs> how much do you love Jack Johnson? <laughs> yeah, that's right. How much do you love songs about bubbly toes? Um, uh, or the songs of Jimmy Buffett, those those also go, go yeah, well. Yes. Uh, I don't know, I find that even... The last refuge of the acoustic guitar is the bonfire, but I feel like even now people still don't, they don't even want to hear the acoustic guitar there. Like if you're getting that many people together, you're sitting around, people want to talk and drink beer and be boisterous. They don't want to hear your Jack Johnson covers. Uh, So I don't know. I do think they're good, but at the end of the day, it's it's just a fire. Like, I, I, I mean, is it s'mores? Is that tipping you into bonfire territory, Ryan? Does that do anything for you? I, I guess I just view all of these things as like, they're, they're good. They're just not summer good. Like, I don't mind right. like, oh, we're going to go sit around a fire and hang out and have a drink or make s'mores or like roast hot dogs, whatever. I'm just like, I don't want to do this in summer. 
I don't yeah. see the need to do it in summer. I, 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 right. Yeah. Right. You're making and a I point also, based on heat. Like yeah. this I will guy's say, from Florida, man. <laughs> I do understand, even though it doesn't. It's not a thing I want to do. When you say bonfire, part of me thinks of that those like kind of those old timey bonfires where you're like, yeah, we tore out every pew in the church and now we've built the <laughs> largest fire we possibly could. Like the idea of how big can we make a fire right, appeals right, right, to right, a right. certain part of my lizard brain that yeah. I have to admit like, oh, that would be fun. But again, I don't think I need to do it. In, like that would be fun in spring or winter too, frankly. Well, that, you bring up a good point because JD as a, as a true survivor fan, oh, yeah. um, aren't they always building big fires to burn ropes? And is that something you've, thought maybe you'd like to try hey fire is life Matt. <laughs> fire is life on survivor <laughs> you have to have fire and uh yeah man like fire is great like does it keep you warm at night what, what's the question what are you asking me i'm asking as a summer activity are you excited so say, like, hey we're gonna go to the beach build a bonfire yeah. are you excited no, I'm with if I'm in in northern Ontario and it's late September and it's chilly enough for a fire, yes. But I'm with Ryan. Like at seven p.m., let's build a fire for the kids and and we're all we're all sunburned and still sweating. Not interested. Keep the s'mores. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. I'm also I agree with Ryan. Elementally, there's something in you that wants to create a fire, but then on the other hand, the thing that I think turns it to bad is you have to hear someone talk about making a fire yeah. and then they'll be like <laughs> like they'll gather all the men the alpha uh, will take control and he'll say you I need twigs twigs no no bigger than the size <laughs> of my pinky you go get moss you you know and now moss is moss bad? I don't know. Like we small, real, dry we want a real leaves. smoky, yeah. smoky bonfire is what we're going for. Yeah. Okay. I guess you guys are the fucking out. <laughs> Poor old Matt's trudging through the woods. He's got poison ivy now, but you're happy because you built your little teepee. Someone's going, no, you got to build a teepee. And then there's always someone screaming like, you got to ha- leave room for air. Yes, you got to yes. leave room for air, yeah. man. Someone's going to start like turning their head like this and blowing underneath it. Yeah, bon- bonfires are good for people who paid attention like two days of science class in seventh grade. Yeah, yeah that's that's right. Okay, so yeah, we're mixed yeah, on I feel, I feel like Matt, you're bringing up trauma from your this water skiing <laughs> camp that you were at. It wasn't a the water Jesus <laughs> Christ! You think I'd go to a water skiing camp where the sole purpose is to water ski? It's an activity that takes at most 180 <laughs> seconds. Like, well, wait, no. Um, all right, movies in the park. I think this actually shares something in common with bonfires, which I mentioned, which is sort of similar in that, like, you've gone through the trouble of making plans. We're old. People have got babysitters. You know, you've got some beers. you got some snacks. If you go through the trouble to do all that, you don't want to sit in silence. But, Ryan, how do you feel about movies in the park? So I think these are good if you understand what you're getting into. This is not, like... You shouldn't go to this to be like, oh, um, I've never seen I've never seen Serpico, and they're playing it. That's a, <laughs> that's a weird pick, but like, you bring the kids, go, right, right. Oh, these the kids are gonna love Dog Day Afternoon. That's all Pacino this summer at the park. It's really amazing. Uh, it, you shouldn't go to go see something that you've never seen before that you really want like a cinematic experience for. Mm-hmm. You should go to be like, oh, this movie that we've seen 50 times, we're going to go watch and we're going to like, you know, 
there's a food truck, so we're gonna bring we're gonna get a pizza or something. Like it's good for that. It's it's good for we are outside, but we're also kind of chilling, and it's around sunset, so like hopefully the area we're in is really nice and like it, it, you, you, the movie almost becomes kind of a backdrop to the experience. But a backdrop to to what though? To talking because to I've never been to one. Park. Right, but I've never been to one where even if my friends and I aren't talking, that someone behind us isn't talking. And then it's yes. like, you don't even feel like you can shush. I, I mean, I don't even feel like you could shush in a movie theater. So I'm certainly not going to shush under God's light. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is another thing that sometimes these idiots, like they don't know how to read a farmer's almanac. They're starting mm-hmm. these things. I'm watching the credits and, and the sun hasn't even set. Yes. Yes. And the projector is not, like, a good projector. And the screen... They didn't buy these things at the sharper image. You know what I'm saying, right, Ryan? Right, mm-hmm. right, the, And the sound is, like, you're kind of, Like, I can kind of hear the dialogue, but not... But that's why I'm saying, like, you do it because you just are, like, I would like an excuse to go have a picnic dinner or something. Or, right, okay. You know, okay. it's... It, and there happens to be a movie, and it's a good excuse to do it. Um, is it, like, the best way to spend park time or a movie time no but it's this is one of those things where when you are in the middle of summer and you're like we gotta have something to do we gotta get out of this house (laughs) movies in the park is like a useful standby is it this this is like your eighth man off the bench where you're like (laughs) can i get some quality minutes yes is this ever going to be an all-star no (laughs) no cheap contract too yes 100 Uh, JD, movies in the park, yay or nay? And if you'd like to to make a case for the drive-in movie mm-hmm. instead. The drive-in movie. I haven't been to one since I was a kid. They're great when I was a kid. but Because uh, yeah, you'd steam know. up the windows and make out with your best lady? <laughs> I, well, actually, once, but... It was uh, what did I see? It was the Great Outdoors with Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and uh, John, John Candy. Candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all I remember about that it. movie is the cover where he's like got him on a hook on the fishing hook. You know yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. Class. Yeah, I saw that at the the Woodstock drive-in. Um, but yeah, no, I'm out. I'm out. No, these okay. aren't good. It's okay. not. We, we just <laughs> we just uh, at our our little pool club thing that we we belong to. They just showed Ratatouille for like a midnight swim. But everybody was in the pool. No, like yeah. the kids that were young enough to really appreciate and watch the movie, they were already like passed out on the lawn you know what i mean like so. you know you know like film creators like during the pandemic went nuts like christopher nolan when they were like all right your movies are gonna debut on uh, hbo max and they were <laughs> yeah. like the power of the cinema will not be and like so it's like i'd love to like see like you go christopher nolan yeah <laughs> not only is this not in a theater christopher um it's uh, in a pool, so people will be doing laps. <laughs> like, we we you... got a sheet that is not tight enough and is not ironed enough. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we did, uh, and actually the person that bought it didn't know a queen and a full were different. <laughs> so it's actually basically just for a double bed. We're going to spend um, 25 minutes figuring out how to connect the Bluetooth speaker <laughs> to the projector. <laughs> Until until it's just like, all right, just turn the closed captioning on, okay? We don't know. Uh, uh, but, J.D., it's to, a Christopher Nolan movie, so you got to do it anyways. You got to do it. You got to do it. All right, let's move on to the next possible, possibly good summer activity. Sort of an interesting one. The slip and slide. 
Is it good, Ryan? And when was the last time you slipped and slid, if, if you can remember? So I have, uh, we have like, it's not an impressive one, but we have a base level slip and slide in our, mm-hmm. that we can Entry model, sure, backyard. smart, get, get yeah. used to that before you move up <laughs> to the and, ones with the pool in them. <laughs> so the answer is I've slipped and slid, slipped and slid uh, within the last six months, wow. for sure. Okay, are you not nervous? Because yeah. uh, I, did, I did a modicum of research here. A 1993 recall reflected concerns over the potential dangers of the slides, reporting that between 1973 and 1991, seven adults and a 13-year-old uh, suffered neck injuries, quadriplegia, paraplegia, and Whammo, which is the country that makes these, uh, says, for safety reasons, their slides are made specifically for children's 5 to 12 who are yeah. under five feet tall and under 110 pounds. Now, this is a Zoom call, but looking at you, you look like <laughs> <laughs> you do look like six, you weigh more than 110 pounds. I'm 102. Pounds. No, yes, yes. Uh, what, are your, what are your stats? <laughs> like, you know, how, you know how baseball players have to learn how to slide? Like, there's, sure, there's yeah, a yeah, safe yeah. way to slide and there's a dangerous way to do it. I am not out here on the slip and slide aiming for i'm not trying to break the land speed record i'm not trying to like do some cool tricks i'm just sort of like yep this is how you slip and slide in a way that is not going to displace my hip so because of that no i'm not particularly worried about it but it's also just like okay yeah i would give that slip and slide uh a c minus it's tech technically what you did do was slip and slide but it, it like I'm not. They're not putting me on the commercials. Uh huh. But are are the kids enjoying it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 in, it's very good for my oldest is six, and it's like an insanely easy way to just be like, yeah, just go tie your, it, it, get a neighborhood friend and go tie yourself out for an hour and a half. This is perfect. Okay, so I did see on Shutdown Fullcast your podcast. I was scrolling through the feed. I just saw you recently did a two parter on DIY projects did you cover a diy slip and slide because if you go on youtube and type in slip and slide you're seeing um a redneck with a hill and a old tarpaulin (laughs) and some soapy water and and a case of bud we did not get any submissions for that i have made a slip and slide before in the way that you're describing it this was in high school and we um we used dish soap to really uh-huh. get the thing oh, yeah. moving, uh, and there were there were some times there where we even even as a seventeen year old I was like, oh people are moving t- this is too fast this is <laughs> not fast. good yeah. so so yeah I I wouldn't necessarily recommend building your own slip and slide but it can be done it is out there it is it is out there for you especially because according to Wikipedia the creator of the slip and slide was inspired to make it uh, after watching his son slide on their wet painted concrete driveway <laughs> <laughs> so like i i don't know <laughs> that gives you an idea of of like how easy it is to hurt yourself on thing it's just like this is just slightly more safe than sliding on wet concrete um, JD. I, would, I would never feel bad about asking my father for money after that. It'd be like, <laughs> hey, can I have, I don't know, do you, oh, remember how you invented something because I got hurt? Remember how my injury was the inspiration for you, you jerk? <laughs> the driveway was my canvas, and I painted my masterpiece. <laughs> um 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, actually, let's move on to the next one because it's very watery as well. Uh, having a water balloon fight, Ryan, is that a good summer activity? This is this is dad me in it again. Uh, yes, as long as it's not my house because... God, I hate picking up water balloon trash. Mm, I right. Just hate, it's just so small, and it's so everywhere. Like, it's fun, but if we could do it at a neighbor's house, that would be great. Okay, okay. So I, I'm actually curious. The Obviously, the winter analog to the water balloon fight is the snowball fight. Snowball fight is vastly superior, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Because you don't have to... Like, to me, the worst part of a water balloon fight is getting it under the tap and trying to fill it never works. Then trying to tie it at the end never works. Usually collapses So in your I will own hands. tell you, water balloon technology has come a long way. Oh, please. Speak. There is now, I forget the company that makes it, and they're not paying you or me, so I don't have to name <laughs> them. It's fine. But you can basically get a, a water balloon pack that, you it has like a little screw on uh attachment that you just put directly on the hose you turn the hose on and it fills like 30 water balloons at once and they have these little detachable valves that you sort of like yank the hose off and it self ties all the balloons immediately and you just just after maybe two minutes you're like i have 40 water balloons that are all ready to go Okay, I, I would be the world's worst inventor because even after you explained that to me, I was like, I cannot create a mental picture in my head of what he's talking about. I don't understand how that might work. It sounds like all imagine, imagine a cow's udders, but it yes. was water balloons yeah. instead. There's forty. There's forty of them, there's and they're all water balloons. They're all but water how does it self tie? I don't understand. The, I couldn't tell you how that. Yeah, I think there's good. like a little ring that like slides down and sort of is like zip. We're tied now. I don't, it's it's magical. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, like yeah, like like all magic. Let's not look into it too hard, <laughs> lest we ruin it. Um, what I really enjoyed was, uh, you know, the the wiki how the cousin to Wikipedia, where they'll just like just tell you how to do stuff. There was an article called "How to Win a Water Balloon Fight." And the tips were like, number one, avoid getting soaked. Number two, avoid predictable movement. Number three, take cover. But my favorite part, and I'm going to read some of these to you, was at the bottom, there's a space where you can ask questions. Uh, and clearly the people that were asking the questions were joking and, you know, trying to get a rise out of people. And the people answering the questions are taking these questions so fucking seriously. <laughs> okay, so here we go. What if someone, this is a question, what if someone was continuously hitting you and wasn't running out of water balloons as they were right next to all of the water balloons and they were cornering you? Someone, right, either call a timeout, ask another friend for help in getting you out of the corner, or tell the person pelting you to stop or to give you a 10-second head start to get more balloons and run away. Okay. Shut up, you fucking nerd. It's not a real question. Much like this one. Is it bad if my opponent hit me in the stomach? Person responds, you should be okay, unless you were hit very hard. If you notice swelling, bleeding, or unusual stomach cramps, you should definitely consult a doctor. 
Okay, right. The uh, death by water balloon. All right, what next if, question. Uh, oh, Ryan, do you have a comment? Just imagine if you had to go to the hospital and they'd be like, "Hey, you ruptured your spleen because <laughs> your friend hit you that hard with a water." You'd never hear the end of it. You'd never hear the end of it. Okay, well, what about this one? Question: Can I fill the balloons with yogurt? Person responds. <laughs> Yes, you can if you have a lot of yogurt and you and your opponents don't mind being covered in yogurt. Your parents might not be too happy about it if you make a mess, though. If you make a mess. I'm sure there's going to be no mess from balloons filled with 2% Faye Greek yogurt. Uh, Okay, then obviously the person that wrote that question was like, shit, I didn't get a rise of them with that. I got to escalate. So they ask. I, mean, I, don't, I can't be sure if it's the same person asking these questions, but I'm going to assume it is. Can I fill a balloon with cat pee? Then this is where the person's like, holy shit, they've gone too far. Response, absolutely not. This is an incredibly unhygienic and unhealthy thing to, to do, both for you and for anyone that lands on. You should not handle cat pee under any circumstances, and a water balloon is made only for filling with water. No other substances. (laughs) Takes it seriously. And then just finally, just to put a bow on it, someone uh, says, what happens if you run out of balloons and the other team still has balloons? The answer, put your hands up and be honest that you have lost all your balloons. (laughs) This is called losing. Like, I don't think the Geneva Conventions apply to a water balloon fight, guys. Uh, well, that's, that's, you're wrong because they yeah, do. All right. Apparently. A classic summer activity here. JD, I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on this one. Let's go to you first, actually, because I okay. know you're, you, you little fucking pervert have done this many times. Uh, wow. Skinny dipping. <laughs> oh. Is this good? Yes, it's great. Okay. 100% great. Especially okay. in the ocean. Why, why in the ocean? I don't know. It's, you're more buoyant. Lakes are creepy at night. You know what I mean? Like, they're uh-huh. deep. They're super, super dark. There's not a lot of movement, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it feels like there's something lurking under there. Uh, the ocean, the surf is still coming in. The, the moonlight shining down. Not that there isn't moonlight on a lake, but it's just it's just better. It just feels better. You, you feel freer, you know? It feels better on, on your penis. On your entire body. Oh, because I don't know what else you could be talking about. Your perineum. <laughs> My perineum, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, okay, so Ryan, are you as enthusiastic as JD about skinny dipping? Um, I would say I am not, and that is probably my biggest Florida failure at this point. I guess my question for you, JD, is, is it, does skinny dipping have to be a spontaneous thing to be successful? Like, can you go somewhere with the plan to skinny dip? No, Or do you, you show up and you, the mood strike? Like, that's the only way to do it, right? That's the only way. Okay. It's the only way to do it. Okay. Yeah. I, so I think I just haven't been in enough circumstance. I'm not going to lead. I'm not going to be the person who's like, why don't we? And I just have not cultivated the friend group that has <laughs> that, like, leader within. I guess I need to go places with JD more. You got to go to bodies of water fully clothed with no no swimsuit or mm-hmm. anything because mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. that's the ideal I situation. I see. Where it's we like there's have no to go swimming, I, but we mm. don't have the gear. Let's just do this. Right. And you jump in. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what I'll say, JD, I agree with you. It's it's nice, but let's be honest. You're going in at night. You're not seeing anything, right? Mm. 
I mean, maybe that's why it makes you feel safe, but like... Oh, you little perv. <laughs> from a horniness perspective, it's not the best option. Now, because we just, like, skinny dipping is from the time of adolescence, we just think nudity. Nudity is the best possible thing, okay? Mm. But I'm here to tell you that actually I think the much more sensual thing, and I don't mean to be this earnest on this podcast, is, same thing you're talking about, JD, we're just in our clothes, okay, yeah. but we're going by a pool. It's a sticky summer city night. Okay. We climb the fence... Yeah. And now, boys in, uh, well, you know, in, in uh, boxers, boxer briefs, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Ladies in bras and panties. Okay. Wetness. Now we're having a good time. What so I'm just saying nudity is a little overrated. What I, you're well, describing I, is much more like what you would see out of a teen movie from right. the 80s. Yeah, well, that's what I'd like my life to be. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but... The, I would argue it's even more sensual at night in an open body of water where you, you're you right. You can't see much, but that's it's all that's left to, to the imagination. And you, every, everybody knows they're naked. We're all naked. We're all in the water. We all have boners. You know? <laughs> cold, cold, cold boners. <laughs> and Jay's like... Oh, I, th I think a sperm whale's coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got two more to uh, decide if they're good summer activities. Watching a sunset, is this good? And Ryan, I, I don't know if you have something to say, but let, let me pose it in this way. Sunrise versus sunset, which is, which is better to watch? He's thinking about I, I it. I think sunset probably wins in most circumstances. Mm. I think okay. mostly if we're talking about summer specifically, if it's summer and I am up and out early enough to see the sunrise, like something, either something has happened or I was like, yeah, we can take the 7 a.m. flight. That's a good choice. Right. Like the sunset circumstances are much more amenable to it's the end of the, you know, we've just had a nice dinner or we're just like finishing. We had a nice day at, you know. The water park or whatever it is, like, I think Sunset probably takes this. Okay. JD, do you agree or disagree? Because I'm a Sunrise man. I'm a Sunrise man, and and let me let me give you this scenario, Ryan. You've been skinny dipping all night, <laughs> so long, and then you're 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 wrapped up next to the person you met that night, mm -hmm. and you you get to talking. And then the sun starts to sure. rise. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty great. You're is there not wrong. anything better. You're is there wrong. anything better? There's You're not nothing wrong. better. Yeah. So. Yeah. I also I, think... I also like seeing a sunset. I like feeling like the, it's the the beginning of the day. I mean, sunsets are great, but sunrise, something special about it. But it's easy to see a sunset. All that's you have true. to do is be awake past. True. Yeah. Seven forty-five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sunrise is like you earned it. You know what I mean? And it usually means you're about to do something interesting or cool, like. I don't know, climb something or whatever. That's the or only in, example I have. <laughs> or in Ryan's case, something's gone terribly wrong. Right. right and you're right, seeing right, the sunrise. Right. Right. Uh, okay, so 10th and final summer activity to decide if it's good or not. I, I, I'm going to warn you, I haven't made up my mind on this one, Ryan, so you can convince me. Flying a kite, is it a good summer activity? No. Flying a kite no. sucks. Like, flying a kite sucks. Like it, it's, uh, what it is is that flying a kite has... 
a very low floor and a very high ceiling. And that is probably an unintentional kite pun in some way. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, like, when you have a good kite on, like, a good day for it, yeah, it's pretty fun. But most of the time, I think, I, I would like to see the numbers of the number of people who go somewhere with kite in hand uh-huh. and are ready to go and are just like, nah, it was mostly a bust. It was mostly uh-huh. running with the kite, throwing it in the air, it kind of flew, and then it just sucked. Like, I, I would say it, it, more likely than not, it stinks, and I'd hmm. say no. Right, but, but even if, if it was working, and, and they were like, so we brought the kite out, and the wind was perfect, and it was soaring, Yeah. and, and you're like, oh, and then what happened? You're like, yeah, that was it. that's it. That's that it. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it's, they were like, it was like sailing, but on land, and right. we didn't move anywhere. Right. It's, it's fun for a little bit. It's, it's, you know what, I get why it was fun in like the early 1900s, because there's nothing to do. You're like, I don't know, let's, let's, go, let's, go, let's go put a kite together. There's no television. There's no right. pro sports to watch. Or I would even say pre-radio. Yes, once radio right. came along, killed oh, the yeah. kites. Yeah, once, once baseball and radio were here, everybody was like, fuck kites. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like people were... were see, because you as an American, I was wondering if you respected kites more because of Benjamin Franklin, whereas Canadians, you know, we're happy about electricity. Sure. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean... That while it is a good story, I'm just like I feel like there are other ways you could have accomplished that. Mm. I don't think the kite was essential. And also, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna be honest. If that's how it went down, there are 30 other nights where Ben Franklin was out there, sopping wet with his kite, being like, "God damn it, it just won't fly. This sucks." <laughs> but you, I just thought, like, you know how it was saying, oh, yeah, it, the wind was perfect and it was great, and then what happened? I guess the fr- Benjamin Franklin is the one exception, because then you're like, and then what happened? Then yeah. you'd be like, uh, yeah. then I invented electricity. <laughs> then I harnessed the power of lightning <laughs> in a key. <laughs> you fucking moron. Uh, sorry I wasn't just watching a dragon dance up there for a while. I was busy doing stuff. Um, all right, well, those are 10 summer activities. Let us know what you think about them. Um, but we've just told you what we think. The keys to, uh, oh, key, key pun, having a good summer are. But we ought to move on because, Ryan, when people need help navigating life's biggest decisions, they seek our wise counsel, and we deliver an airtight verdict. It's time to settle this. Reminder, if you need advice or have found yourself in a quandary or a pickle, email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Tell us what's going on. We're going to help you, just like we're about to help this person. And, uh, Ryan, I am sorry to have to ask you this question, but our readers write in, we have to help them. This is a legally binding thing. Yeah, sure, I get it. I am yep. sorry for what I'm yep. about to read to you. Yep. All right, dear Matt, I recently started a new job, and while I will be working remotely, I did go to the office on my first day to get to know everybody. Everything went swimmingly, and I was confident I was making a good first impression. Alas, when I went into the one single-stall bathroom they had for a brief pee visit, I realized somebody had failed to clean up after themselves. Uh, I'm not talking worst toilet in the world levels here, though I luckily... Oh, he is talking worst toilet in Scotland levels. You know what? I'm editing this part fucking out because I just (laughs) fucked it up. I'm going to take it again from this part. 
right. Alas, when I went into the one single stall bathroom for a brief pee visit, I realized someone had failed to clean up after themselves. Do my, uh, oh my god, I'm trying to take this part out of this email because it makes no sense and I keep fucking it up. Never mind, I'm reading it as it is. <laughs> now maybe we'll leave this in. <laughs> Alas, when I went into the one single stall bathroom for a brief pee visit, I realized somebody had failed to clean up after themselves. I'm talking worst toilet in Scotland levels here. Though I luckily didn't have to dive into it, much like Mark Renton, I was faced with a difficult decision. Do my business and leave everything as is at the risk of people thinking it was me who blew the place up, or literally clean up someone else's shit. Please help me settle what the correct option was. Thanks for all the LARFs, loyal peahound, Chris. So the thing I was trying to take out there, Ryan, was the reference to, of course, train spotting, worst toilet in the world when Mark Renan played by... Um, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor, thank you. He's on heroin, obviously, and he gets these hair or opioid suppositories. He puts them in, but then he has to take a shit. He goes to the toilet. It's the worst toilet in Scotland. It's like <laughs> filled with piss and shit and garbage. Um, he takes the shit, but then realizes the suppository is out of his butt, and then he climbs into the toilet to find it. Yeah. In yeah. a moment of magical realism yeah, that yeah, yeah, uh, just yeah. simply blew me away <laughs> in the cinema. But now that we've got that out of the way... Um, what do you think he should have done? Do you think he should have walked out of there and risked someone thinking, oh my god, what the hell did that guy just do in there? Or should he have cleaned up someone else's shit? And I, he did tell me what he did, but I, I took that out of the email. I don't know why I didn't take the fucking transpotting <laughs> reference out of there. Yeah, what's wrong with the transpotting reference? Well, I just, like, it's an old reference, and I don't know if our audience is going to get it, and then I was going to have to explain it. So, on the fly, I tried to edit it out. <laughs> I didn't do a good job. We ended up here anyway. It's all right. But we ended up here. So, what would you have done? Like, ironically, you are dealing with the same question of, do I deal with someone else's message? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, I think there's an option three, which is go find, a, go find an adult. Like, if you're at a workplace, there, uh -huh. it, there is – I've never been at a workplace where it's like, oh, yeah, we expect every – if the toilet clogs, we expect you, person who clogged it, to figure it out. Like, mm -hmm. there is somebody – there's an office manager, there's janitorial staff, somebody who you can go to and say, like, hey, there is a problem, and I need help with this. Like, that feels like the move. And I. But think what if it's not clogged? What if it's not like? What if you could just flush the toilet? You know, get some paper towels, roll them around your hand like a mitten. You yeah. Know, get to the, get into the bowl. I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. This what you're proposing is starting to sound like, and I think you should leave sketch where. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> the office workers are sitting around the office and they're like, all right, right. so this guy right. came in, right? right? right. He right. took a shit, and I don't think he knew that you could flush your own shit. <laughs> so then he goes to get a janitor For help. and makes the he janitor come over and flush his own shit. <laughs> I mean, that's memorable, too, I suppose. Yeah, I... Uh... I guess I guess you do have to clean it up then. I guess the... I guess the you don't have to do, like, you know... A, a spit shine job or anything, but I think you do have to leave it in some level of acceptable repair. Like okay. this is this is uh, leave it better than you found it. You know, uh -huh. <laughs> beautiful. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, what does they say? Uh, Take nothing but memories, leave nothing but footprints. Uh, JD, what would you have done? Clean uh, the you, shit, or that's the the only option is you got to clean it. You got to clean. You it. You have to, and it's a win win too because say. Say somebody else 
went in. At least one other person knows about it, and that's the person that blew it up, right? Mm -hmm. And so that person is like, ah, new guy just went in there. Ah, I hope he doesn't know it was me, you know, or – and I bet there were other people who went in there and just sort of went around it or just walked away and said, I'll wait till I get home. So there's – so the two options are you use it, you walk out, and people think you blew it up or – you clean it up, and they think, hey, new guy cleaned up the, the bomb that Jerry just set off in there. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I do agree with you. The only thing I will have to correct you on is I guarantee you if you just go if, – if it was clean, you went in and just peed and then left it clean – no one would be thinking, wow, that guy really knows how to use a bathroom. I think no, they no, would just I'm not, not saying have that. I'm saying, I'm saying that they knew it was bl- blown up right, already, right, right, right. right? That's all. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, Chris says that he did clean it up because oh, he yeah, said uh, he didn't want to, but he just couldn't risk. He called it getting a shitty reputation. Yeah. Pardon the pun. I forgive you for the train spot reference, Chris. <laughs> no, it was a good reference. It was a, it's a great good reference. reference. Yeah. It's just that I I don't know what I don't know I didn't know how familiar everyone's with the work of Irvine Welsh JD. <laughs> Listen, the audience is very sophisticated. Let's yeah. not underestimate them. Let's not and, talk down to the audience. And Let's those who do, and those who don't get it, catch Watch up. Watch Trainspot. You know? Honestly, it's good. great movie. It's good, great chal- movie. it's good to be challenged. Yeah, yeah. it's good exactly. to be challenged. Exactly. And unlike me, you won't have to wait. 20 years for the sequel okay that's out already i forget what it's called i think it's just called uh, t2, train spotting two i think spotting yeah. two t2 is terminator two. two more trains uh t2 was not the sequel to train spotting it was actually yeah it was, that was a confusing okay. bit yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. very took a real they must have been on it must have been a heroin fever dream the whole yes. movie Mark Renton is John Connor. Uh, all right, JD. So, what? Sorry, what were you gonna? Yeah, say I was just there? gonna say that I did. I just did this at the Vegas airport where I had to clean <laughs> up a fucking stall. A stall. It was. It wasn't shit. It wasn't terrible. Well, there was shit in the toilet, but there was piss all over the seat and stuff. And I had to clean it up. I had to clean it up because I couldn't. Ha- I couldn't walk out of the stall thinking. What people thinking that that was me, even though I don't work there, I'm not a I'm nobody just a knows guy. you there. Yeah, nobody right. knows me. Yeah, but yeah, but no, but no, yeah, exactly. It's sort of Who, the perfect crime. Like, no, who no are these people walking around befouling the restroom? Like, I understand yeah. if you if yes. you break if you break it and you actually can't f- clean it and fix it yourself, like that stinks, and you should do something. That's where you should go talk to somebody. But like, I understand that you walked away because you had no choice. Who are these people who are just like, yeah, I just left it like that? Yeah. Like, uh, people that had to catch a flight? There is no flight that you are going to miss because you flushed. None. I almost literally missed the flight because I was taking a shit. Not not, like I left it bad. I mean, because because of the taking, not because of the cleanup. Sure, the Uh, process itself. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, but uh, but I was young and I, I learned my lesson. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're all saying settle this. I'm sorry, you're just gonna have to clean it. Got it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what you got to do. All right, Ryan. There's only one thing left to do. Okay, it's time to play subjective trivia. <laughs> Subjective trivia is just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. 
Um, so we're talking a lot about summer, fun things to do during the summer. So today's question is, I want you to rank the following bodies of water in order of best places to chillax during the summer. Okay. So number one, your number one place will be the number one place to chillax during the summer. Mm -hmm. And then the last one will be the, you know, the worst or the least good uh, place. And, and if you're wondering, did I make this graphic? Yes, I did make this graphic. Okay. Um, so I do have my answer written wait, down. Wait, did you pick the items? The items or, to place or, on the graphic? Yes. Yes, I pulled them in from the the, the clip art section of Canva. I said, "Oh, that one looks nice. Oh, ice cream cone's cute." Actually, the second line is a pair. Like the the second line, those are all one image, but oh. all six other things I did select myself. You are halfway to a pretty solid barbecue invitation here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Do you want me to go best to worst or worst to best? Um. Yeah. Why don't you go best to worst? Actually. Okay. And you, again, you can consult with JD if you want, but we're trying to get our answers to match up right. in a perfect world. All right, JD, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my initial feeling, my, my ranking, and then you tell me where you think I've gone astray. Okay, do it. I'm going pool one, mm -hmm. ocean two, mm -hmm. river, river, lake, some combination of three, four, quarry, five. Yeah, where, am I I, where am I off? I, I, I'm with you uh, in the the river lake. Um, I think the lake, would, the lake would be ranked higher. Okay. I think that's right, too. I, I will say you're, you've, got me, you've got me in my own head thinking about the scary skinny dipping at night in the <laughs> lake <laughs> where you get murdered. Um, but I think that's – yeah, so I think – all right. So if, if I say – Pool, ocean, lake, river, quarry. How do you feel about that ranking? I feel good. I uh, yeah. I, I feel good. Here's where I'm struggling. Okay. Here's a man who's from Quebec. I'm sure he spent some time in the Laurentians. Beautiful lakes out there. Mm -hmm. But he also lives in L.A. He moved there by choice. Mm -hmm. It's right next to the ocean. Yeah, sure. So I think recency bias, he's more into the ocean. So I think you nailed it. I okay. think I think you got it. All right. So I'm going to lock this in. We're going to say pool one, uh -huh. ocean two, uh -huh. lake lake three, uh -huh. river four, mm -hmm. quarry five, 100, whatever you want to put it. Quarry okay. is, Perfect. is scraping <laughs> the bottom of this barrel. Okay. Now, the good news is the bottom of our list, the bottom two on our list are the same. River, okay. quarry are the bottom two. That means okay. the top three are the same, but just in a different order, and okay. we did not match up, because oh. I have, I wrote your answers, I did this like fucking shit. I'm not at my house now, Ryan. I, 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 the guests don't know this, but there, I had a mold problem, I moved out, I don't have any of my cute little cue cards anymore. Mm, yeah. uh, so here I'm going lake, pool, ocean, river, quarry, and JD okay. was 100% right. Okay. Because like, okay, now you get an invitation, it's the summer, I don't have a pool, I don't know. If, I know JD doesn't have a pool, Ryan. I don't. I don't know what no, you're doing down no. there in Nashville. No. Okay. Uh, what is a pool except a, a moat that's all in one place <laughs> with no? I don't think that's what a pool is. That's <laughs> no, not a pool. Okay. Well, you know, dare to dream. Um, now, if you told me, like, oh, hey, uh, a, you know, a buddy has a pool and they just invite you over, you're going to be pretty psyched, right, yes. in the summer? Yes. Yeah. But now, if someone invites you to a lake house, are you not more excited than being 
invited to someone's house to the pool. I mean, there is a whole song about sitting on a dock. And <laughs> though sitting on the dock of the Isn't bay. Isn't that by that's San bay? Francisco? That's, yeah, that's an ocean. Can a bay sure. be on a lake? No. <laughs> yeah. Georgian Bay? Is Georgian that a bay? lake? Absolutely. Yeah, you can have Absolutely. a bay on a lake. Do so you yeah. think Otis Redding was in Georgian Bay? No. <laughs> I, no, doubt I do not. <laughs> uh, okay. Georgian Bay, is that Ontario? Uh, Georgian Bay is Ontario, yeah. Okay, so, oh yeah, Otis Redding definitively did never spend any time in northern Ontario, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to Google Otis Redding Muskoka. See if he ever spent some time up there in Gravenhurst. Uh, anyway, so, so lake, I think sitting on a dock overlooking a lake. Mm-hmm. And lake, you don't have to deal with salt, the salt water of the ocean. You don't have to sure. deal with sharks. Sure. I know it's, it seems scary, but there's truly nothing in a lake that can harm you. That's true. Uh, at least in a Canadian lake. Oh, yeah, what's... yeah. This is, this is where the Floridian in me yeah. is like, nope, there's like 12 things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, look, if, if, if we're talking Lake Okeechobee, and I hope I pronounce that right because I've <laughs> never did. said it out loud. That, you, you nailed it, actually. Fuck no. I'm not yeah. going, in, I'm not going yeah. in any body of water in yes. Florida. How about yes. that? E- much less a river. River's probably worse right i would say uh pool is definitely number one in florida not because there's not wildlife but because the wildlife is clearly visible like that's the you're like oh that's a snake (laughs) yeah right 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 i i completely agree all right so i'm going lake number one pool number two ocean number three just because of um deadliness riptides salt in the water sand in your butt just a pain in the ass to get to, too. <laughs> what am I, sitting on traffic on the 10? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Ryan. Um, and then uh, Corey's our last because I'm not in a fucking Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> or, no, that's a reservoir. I remember driving in a mother's car, her body tanned and wet down at the reservoir. I think Is a reservoir and a quarry purely... the same? No. no, I don't think so. I think quarries are purely my understanding, and this is totally made up. A okay. reservoir is a place where we, we have decided we are keeping water here. Right. Like, this is a choice we are making. A quarry is like this used to be a place where we dug something out, rock mm-hmm. or mineral or whatever, and now it is filled with water just on accident. Because, we built, we yeah. accidentally oh. built a, a water pit. Like for me, if you say quarry. The first like word association I have is corpse found at. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's hundred percent true. Uh, yeah, and and a reservoir we definitely shouldn't be swimming in. Then if we're storing water no. there, no, that's no. we're going to be drinking that later. Yes, correct. Okay, um, I, I I've never swam in a quarry, but I I now kind of. Do I no, want to, no, Ryan? You don't. No, you I don't, don't want to? Okay, no, okay. I don't, don't want to. Okay, that's why it's last on my list, and I'm happy about it. Uh, all right, well, I think people have learned a lot about things to do during the summer, where they should be swimming, yep. if they should be slip and sliding. So I'm, I'm very satisfied with the way this went. Ryan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Celebrity Hot Tub on now, like, the 18 different social media apps that we have, which is just delightful. Uh-huh. Hold on. You, you, you're telling me you got at Celebrity Hot Tub on Mastodon? It was available? <laughs> that one? I, that, I don't even know at this point what I have and don't have. Like, when I die, that will be the, the rummage that my children have to go through. They'll be like, why does he have all these stupid accounts? Why did he leave well, ha- them to us? Have you will? done a thread? Have you threaded a thread? I, uh, I have decided that I am only using thread to post random photos that I find on my phone from like where. So like the first thing I threaded was uh, this picture I really love of 
Bill Belichick on the cover of like Nantucket Sailing Magazine. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm doing on Threads. I don't know okay. what else it's for. So you can find me there, or you can listen to the Shutdown Fullcast, or as part of this dumb podcast tour I'm doing, I might pop up on another show that you listen to, and you'll be very annoyed that I'm there. I'm sorry. Uh, no, we're happy to be your 74th uh, podcast. It's, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like this one's going to come out before some of these other uh, shitty ones that people That's are still right. editing. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> okay, we get the job done. Okay, yes. Ryan? Yes. We record, then we release. Yes. We don't yes. hold we it. Make it happen. Okay, it's this not wine, not evergreen. People. All right. I mean, this came out in the fall. This is great juice. Like, yeah, I wish I'd known that I shouldn't be slip and sliding. <laughs> Uh, All right. Remember to check us out at Patreon, patreon.com slash isthisgood, and send us emails at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. I do like reading those. Subscribe on YouTube. Leave a comment. I like reading those, too. I just like reading, okay? Beach reading. Another good thing to do. Uh, You can't have a beach read at a quarry. Tell you that much. (laughs) So true. Um, All right. I'm glad we got all that settled. Thanks for listening. Thanks to JD. Thanks to Ryan for coming on. Thanks in advance for leaving a five-star review for everyone. I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week.